Welcome to the Help With My Visa podcast. I'm Gareth Richards and I'm extremely excited to welcome to uh, the show today our guest. Um, he's competed in triathlons, marathons and ultramarathons uh, all over the world and he's going to talk us through how he approaches um, not just the physical preparedness for um, uh, for these kind of events, but um, also combining that with overseas travel and, and also mentally preparing themselves for uh, for such endeavours. So very pleased to welcome to the show, um, Matt Davies. Thanks very much, Gareth. Thanks very much for having us on. Yeah, I, I, as you've said, I've been around the world and done various events, so hopefully built up a bit of knowledge about how you tackle these things and the slight nuances compared to doing one you know, in your local town at home. So yeah, hopefully it can be some, some interesting points today. Excellent. I, I certainly, um, I certainly hope so. But before we sort of dive in, I think it might be useful just to give um, a little bit of background um, uh, about yourself. You compete regularly in, um, in these sort of major um, sort of sporting events um, all sure. over the world. Um, but you also have a family life and you're running not just one, but two businesses at the same time as well. How, how, on, earth, how on earth do you, do you sort of fit this all in? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. And, and, and people ask me this all the time. I've, I've, I've run effectively three different jobs, trained this year for an Ironman, which was, was a pretty, pretty heavy training load of, uh, I think at peak, it was just short of 20 hours a week. Uh, yeah, daughter, travel regularly back and forth to see my daughter who, who's, who actually lives overseas. And squeezing in a wedding a week, uh, uh, day after tomorrow as well. So we've had, I've had that, all of that to add in on top, as well as all the COVID restrictions and, and issues that that's created. It's just all about time management. It really, it really is as simple as that. It's I'm very, very strict with daily schedules. I find, certainly with the exercise, the only way to get the volume of exercise in for these events for me, it, and, I'm, and I really am not a morning person, but it's to get up and get the training done early because with such a busy life, with two businesses that I'm running, as well as a day job, as well as all those other things we've mentioned. If you let the day get started, we all know what it's like. Emails come in that you weren't expecting, issues, problems, things that, things that sort of crop up that you haven't got on the plan. And exercise is the easy bit to get shunted back and back and back in the day and actually mm. by nine o'clock, 10 o'clock and you're worn out. That two-hour bike ride when it's now dark, uh, or that swim when the pool's now closed, is, it becomes really difficult to do. So for me, it's trying to prioritise getting the training in for these events and getting that in and done. It wakes you up for the day. As I say, I hate those early alarm clocks. I'm not a morning riser naturally, but getting up at 5 a.m., getting the ride in, getting the run in, you're, you're, you're fresh, you're awake, you're, you're sort of raring to go for the rest of the day, and it means it's, they're not, they don't get sort of missed or, or slip off the off the agenda so yeah it it took a while but yeah 5 a.m alarm clocks have become a regular thing at the moment so it, it's just getting it in and getting it done yeah wow that's uh, that's that, that's really good advice actually i think um sort of early rising and uh you know getting the getting the tough things out of the way first um but that, that that's an amazing 2020 that you've had as well with um you know not just as you say the covid going on but uh starting a new business and um and also getting married. Wow, congratulations. That's, uh, you're doing it all this year. Yeah, I, I like to be busy. Yeah, I guess whilst a lot of people have, have been forced to sort of sit on the sofa and not do a great deal this year, it's been, for me, it's been an opportunity to get a few things going. But actually, 
had we not had some of these these breaks, natural breaks or, or enforced breaks, there perhaps some things that would have been on the agenda and kept kept being, a, oh, I'll get round to that. Actually, it's given me a chance to take the bull by the horns and get mm -hmm. stuck into some projects. So yeah, the PT business is up and running and, and, and live now. Uh, I've, I've started this nutrition business as well and actually being forced to be stuck at home in the early days of COVID actually presented an opportunity to get to get my teeth into those things and get them going. Mm, excellent, excellent. So you live on the beautiful Isle of Jersey. Um, That's right, yes. Island. Yeah. So I think it's probably safe to say when you're, when you're taking part in a major sporting event, pretty much every event is going to involve some, some element of quote-unquote overseas travel that's um, right yeah so do you so, have a sort of a routine or a common approach that you take to these kind of um events yeah i mean travel travel from here is 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 doubly restrictive because it, virtually everywhere you want to go you have you have to have two flights it's flight to london do some kind of transfer or trip changeover and then fly on again to if they're further further afield than that um I guess it's a little bit like the daily or weekly schedule at the moment. It's all about being as prepared as possible and, and being really sort of ready or thinking ahead about what you might need. So there's the obvious stuff like when I did New York a few years back. So that was organizing the visas you required for, for the US and, and everything else. But it's... Uh, so travel with your kit bag. So don't put, don't do things like put your running shoes in your checked-in bag because... You've got double the chance that that bag's going missing on the way when you're flying from Jersey. Um, it's actually travel in your running shoes. It's my top tip for going to running events because that way you absolutely, well, you, something would have to go seriously wrong for you to end up without your running shoes. Um, but everything, your nutrition, all, all the stuff that's really vital, that's key to that success, to that event, try and carry with that on your person so it never leaves your sight so it can't get lost. Um, doing lots of research ahead and trying to find out what, what are the things that are available at the event. So whereas most people might be jumping in a car and driving from one end of the country to another to do their event so they know they can take all their normal nutrition products with them, all their normal sports drinks, gels and the like. Actually, when you're traveling over much further afield, it, it's often easier to find out exactly what, what will be available at that event and train with that for the three or four months beforehand. So you're not turning up on the day used to one brand of running gels, for example, can't get them through security or can't, you know, they go missing in travel along the way and then find out on race day that they're using something completely different that, that then you don't get on with on the race day. So you can, you can, um, if you can, most of these events will tell you who, who it is that's the sponsor, who's supporting it, who's, who's, who's behind it start using and training with those products three months out so that you know that they're not going to cause you issues on race day. Yeah, oh, that's, uh, that, that's really good advice. So it's um, a, a lot of research, a lot of preparation. Um, yeah. It's not just putting the, the miles in, pounding the pavement or, or, or sort of cycling around the island. It's, uh, it's really a lot of desk research as well. Absolutely. It's, it's exactly that. It's just about being prepared and actually I find from a mental point of view as well you, you'll go into that last couple of days when you do start to, if, if it's an event that's you know above and beyond things you've done before if it's your 15th marathon you probably don't get the same level of nerves as if it's your first marathon um, it can just knowing you've done that work and preparation and knowing that you know you've got all those things under control kind of helps settle the nerves a little bit as well and, and actually 
that nervous energy that you that you can get before these events can can really take a toll on the on your energy levels it really does sort of wear you out before you even get to the start line i remember i remember i remember in new york um just think simple things like researching how far you actually have to travel to get from the center of new york to the start of the race i remember my my Fitbit uh, ticked over 10,000 steps just as I got to the start line on, oh, wow. on, on marathon day. So, uh, you know, uh, simply researching a bit more about that beforehand, I probably would have selected somewhere different to stay. I would have stayed much closer out on Staten Island where the start of the race is so I didn't have as much travel because that takes its toll. You know, you've trained, trained your body to cover 26 miles. If you've covered 10K just in walking before you even reach the start line, you've, you've probably already burnt up some of those energy stores and, and, and the miles in your legs are already a little bit sort of past where they need to be. So, so just simple things like where to stay, where, you know, that sort of thing can, can really be a help. Uh, that's certainly something, uh, if, if, if or when I go back and do New York, I'll be getting somewhere to stay the night before on Staten Island and then somewhere nearer the finish line um, for the sort of following evening. So just tiny little things like that. And as I say, it's more for mental. It's more for giving yourself the confidence of knowing that everything's going to run smoothly when you get there rather than everything's a bit last minute.com running around trying to find the right products, the right gels, the right drinks, whatever it might be. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So the New York Marathon, which was... 2017 for you so a few, that's right. few yeah. years back yeah so three three years back now when i did new york yes uh yeah. fabulous experience um in many ways the my favorite event that i've gone and done i've run marathons in spain uk <clears throat> here in jersey new york um had a race in berlin cancelled unfortunately due to covid so that was one and one off and ticked off the list that, that needs to go back on mm. uh, but yeah new york was amazing incredible probably had the most requirement to plan ahead because of additional things like the visas required for the us and stuff but yeah great great event i certainly recommend it to anyone who's who's, who wants to get sort of another major marathon ticked off it's it's a fabulous place excellent so you mentioned the the hotels maybe staying closer to the start before the race closer to the end after the race I mean, New York's one of those cities where there's just so much to do and it must be really tempting to combine sort of a a marathon there with um, with a huge amount of sightseeing and um, you know, fan- sampling the fantastic food that they've got. Yeah. Like how, 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 how do you combine those sort of personal urges to want to go and sort of experience a city like New York with knowing that actually I'm here to, to run a marathon, which I've trained for for months. Um, I've got to try and keep on the straight and narrow. How, how, how do you train yourself to approach that, uh, that race correctly? Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of any endurance type event is a, is a, is is you know a third mental preparedness, a third physical preparedness, and a, and a third is about the nutrition and getting that right on the day. So, you know that's something that I'm very very passionate about in my in my PT business. I, you know, it's PT stroke endurance coaching, and and it really is certainly with the Ironman. It's it's I'd say it's even more than a third in nutrition because you spend your entire life eating to cover the <laughs> amount of calories needed. Um, but yeah, you know those temptations are there. Obviously, certainly when I went to New York, we 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 I think we landed on the Friday, fairly late in the evening. Saturday's registration day, so you get down to the to the place and get your race number and all and all of the all of the bits needed. And then we stayed for a week, so we had five days after the event to go and do all that stuff. Um, and we did loads. We went and saw a Knicks game. We did all the sort of 
all the sort of stuff that you would see in the movies, you know, and uh, ice skating in Central Park, all that great stuff, eating hot dogs on the street corner, all that good New York stuff. But you just do it all afterwards. So yeah, if, if you'd if we'd done it the wrong way around, if we'd gone out a week earlier um, and done all the touristy bits before, then by race day, you, yeah, you, you're going to be not in the condition that you were that you were in a week before you left. You will have lost that tiny few percent, and that few percent can be the difference between enjoying it and having blowing up with two miles to go. So you know, it really is key. Uh, but yeah, it, it, for me. There is an argument, particularly if you're going somewhere especially hot or especially cold, that you know, getting there early and giving your body a chance to adapt and acclimatise a little bit, then there can be benefit in that. Mm. Um, but as long as you're not going anywhere too extreme and it's, it's you know, within a range that you're used to and comfortable with, then I would definitely recommend get the race in fairly early on uh, and then give yourself time to go and enjoy all that stuff afterwards. Mm. That's, that's really good advice. So 2020 has been a, a pretty terrible year for, for, for many reasons. But if we're looking at major sporting events such as marathons, Ironman competitions, I think pretty much you mentioned Berlin Marathon being cancelled. Pretty much every major event has been postponed and or cancelled. And, you know, when you're preparing for, for months or even even a year or more to, to participate in something like this, I'm just wondering how how do you approach how do you approach these major events given COVID, given where we are at the moment, knowing that an event could be pulled, um, you know, with just literally days to go. How how do you approach that? Yeah, it's it's it, it is really difficult because the bigger the bigger the event, the harder the challenge, the more specific your training needs to be. So uh, this year this year was going to be my first Ironman. I've done triathlons and and, and stuff, but uh, Ironman was a real a real massive sort of tick in the box for me to get to get one done uh, as an endurance coach it's a real it's you know it's a big part of my market our triathletes and uh it's like 20 years ago marathons were, were a huge thing they're now sort of they're not 10 a penny but they're quite they're quite common and it's the same in in the triathlon world you know Ironman used to be reserved for those really wacky crazy people that wanted to go long but they it's a bigger and growing market for me so it was really important to get one done Ultimately, you, you just have to set that training plan. I started my training plan, base phase began in December for a race in July. Uh, initially, as soon as we went into lockdown, it became, I was only at the end of base phase, just starting to go into the sort of middle third of training. And it already, it already began to look pretty obvious without anything official that it was, it was not going to go ahead, either not in the format that it was in before or certainly not on the date. Perhaps it might be moved to later in the year. Perhaps it might be moved to 2021. At the time, it was all really difficult because it was all up in the air and no one had any certainty. I, the way I tackled it was just simply to look at it as, I'm going to go through this training plan. Even if I get to the very end and there's no race to go for, I've never trained for an Ironman before. I will now have done a full Ironman training plan and I, I will know if I've hit every single session, if I've done every single part of that plan to the best of my ability, I will be ready to do an Ironman on that date. Now, if that date means it doesn't happen, when I go into the next year's training plan, which will start first week in December 2020, ready for the race next year, I no longer am going into it thinking, I wonder if I can do an Ironman. Now I'll be going into it this time around with a much higher base level of fitness. Mm. And I'll also know 
absolutely cast iron guaranteed no i can get through this training plan i can do the volume required i can do the distances required not only that i'll have a much better idea what time i'm going to be able to do the ironman in and actually this time around i can train more specifically at not just getting over the finish line but with a goal time in mind and and starting from a better better level i was a not quite a novice on the bike but uh, but i really wasn't a, a, a cyclist and this time round, I've hit so many thousand kilometers on the bike. I, I, uh, the bike is probably my strongest leg now. So I'm now going into 2021 knowing I'm, I'm streets ahead of where I was at the beginning of 2020. And yes, frustrating, annoying. Initially, my race was, was, was delayed to October and then later cancelled. So it is really hard to train up, not know, carry on training. Do I, do I take this opportunity to rest? It, every 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 instance will be slightly different, but you've just got to try and look at it from the positive side and say, actually, I know, actually, this is all helping, and actually, when I do finally get around to doing it in 2021, I'll be in that much better position to do it. So it's 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 a bit of that, and a bit of also. So I ran an ultra marathon a, a couple of weeks ago, and that that was something that wasn't on the cards. Other events had been cancelled. I knew I'd done the base fitness. I hadn't quite perhaps done the specific training for cliff path running but I knew the base level was there so actually just look for what other events you can then use that hard work that you put in and look for something else that you can do that that, that, that can then perhaps would never have been on your radar use it as an opportunity use it to do a local race support a local business run around this gorgeous aisle that on parts of the island that we would never otherwise sort of go and see and actually it was brilliant and actually I'm probably probably more proud now at the end of at the end of August that I've done my first ultra marathon than I would have been having done my first Ironman. So it's just about trying to take it as an opportunity and use it for for something else. Yeah, no, that's that that's really good. Um, that's really good advice, and I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning as well about um, you know the preparation, um, knowing that you've been through the process, knowing through that you know you can actually do this. Um, and it puts you in a much, much better, stronger position for hopefully when we start getting back to some sort of normality 2021, um, it will be one less thing, I guess, sort of gnawing away at the back of your mind. Um, yeah. am, I, am I going to be able to do this or not? And you, you know, because you've, you've completed that, uh, that training session. Yeah, I, that's actually, I think that's really helpful because I think that, you know, COVID has been it's been a good opportunity for a lot of people to, to take part in, in fitness activities where ordinarily they wouldn't have had the time or maybe the inclination to do so. Um, so but one of the things that I, I think people have at times, and certainly myself, struggled with is the, the mental side of things. You know, how do you, how do you stay positive? How do you stay focused? Knowing that there's, there's not really a specific end date in sight. And I think this is this was something that you mentioned your your coaching through your your personal training business as well. It's not just how to condition your body, but also how to condition your mind. Can you can you talk us a little bit more about um, what, what what you do there? Yeah, so I've got I've got a, a, a two or three clients at the moment that we were on a training plan for uh, one that springs to mind for a, for a local half marathon that's been cancelled. She'd never done a half marathon before, so for her this was a real sort of huge challenge to tackle uh, and, and, and the race has been cancelled so in, in that particular case what we're doing is we're slightly amending the training plan we're giving her an extra few weeks 
I'm going to go out and run a half marathon with her. She's still going to get that achievement under the bag. Okay, she won't have a finisher's T-shirt and a medal and memories of a day when there's you know thousands of people on the streets cheering you on. But again, it comes back to knowing, going through that plan, going through it all, still making that achievement, still knowing you've completed it and gone out and run that distance and done the event confidence next year knowing you can do it and actually now can focus more on what time will I do it in rather than can I get to the finish it 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 it, it is really hard and us I've seen lots of comments on social media actually where people have been on there and sort of complained or moaned or whatever you want to call it about my race has been cancelled they often get lots of negative comment from other people saying it's just a race you know there's lots of other much bigger problems that people are suffering people have lost their jobs people have lost loved ones yeah, in the grand scheme of things, a race being cancelled, okay, it's not, it isn't life or death, it's not the end of the world. But when you've put your heart and soul, and particularly if it's a first time doing a certain event, a marathon or, or a half marathon or even a 5K, whatever it might be, it, it is really hard to take. You have dedicated, really dedicated your time and effort and energy. You've followed a strict training plan, you've followed a strict nutrition plan. When that is taken away from you, it, it can really be difficult to, to adjust. Um, it, you just have to, in my experience, you just have to stay positive. You just have to take the plus points from going through that process. You may well have lost a bit of weight. You may well feel a little bit healthier. You may well have improved your running times. They're all great things to have done whilst others in lockdown have perhaps just sat in the garden with a can of beer and enjoyed the lovely sunshine that we had. You've done those things. You've gone through them. Okay, you can't do that race, but your place will probably have been deferred to next year anyway. So you've got something to look forward to. Your fitness is probably in a better place than it was when you started it. Um, go out and do that event. I've, got, I've, I've come across so many people who are doing a virtual marathon with, with friends, who other friends. They don't even have to meet up if social distancing doesn't allow it. But still go through, follow your training plan through, get it done. Um, go out and do something similar to the event that you can if like me there are events that are going ahead that you can adapt and go to great if not still go out and do your marathon run do it on Strava compete with your friends you know join join social groups of other people doing similar things and and just take that with you then you know you've done it it's ticked off the list it's a bit massive achievement still and you start next year with with that much more confidence, self belief, and, 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 and ability to do it. It's it's not easy to do. It, it, it is easy to just throw throw the toys out the pram a little and say, "Woe is me! I've, I've, what a waste of all that training." I looked at it and look, I've got myself, as I say, particularly the bike, which was definitely my weak leg of the three before, is now probably my strong leg. So now I'm thinking, okay. What do I work on now over the winter? It's not necessarily the bike now. I need to get back in the pool having missed quite a big chunk of the swim training. Now it's I can I've got the bike up from here, not quite zero to hero, but massive, massive gains on the bike. So that'll stay in the bank. Focus on the swim now. And then next year I'll have a strong bike and a strong swim and a strong run and I really can go for, for a really good time. So it's just trying to keep the positives follow the plan as closely as you possibly can and go and do something similar to your event if possible so that you're not you're not throwing all that hard work down the drain oh that's uh, that's a great perspective and i like the i like the idea it sounds like you're sort of advising people to 
enjoy the process and celebrate those those wins that you're getting along the way so yes it would have been lovely to get a um, medal and a t-shirt with everybody cheering you on but the fact that you've you know you've you've been active you've hopefully you know improved improved your physical fitness improved your men mental fitness um you know those are things which we can um we can all celebrate and uh and be thankful for going by following through on that uh, on that training plan. I think that's yeah. it's a brilliant way to look at it. So, so, so Matt, you, the the personal training business, it's Astute Fitness, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So Astute Fitness, yes, it's it's personal training for I guess more face to face clients here in Jersey. But uh, my passion, my background, and all of my training and events are all very much endurance type events. So. Mm look after, uh, as an online coach, look after all sorts of people globally who are going through marathon training plans, tri uh, triathlon or Ironman training plans, uh, and online coaching, online, just simple online PT coaching as well. Obviously, during lockdown, uh, all the gyms suddenly shut and face-to-face -face personal training sort of disappeared. So anybody looking to go through any kind of uh, fitness journey, whether it be for a specific event or simply lose weight, get healthy, get fitter, um, yeah, we've all all PTs perhaps weren't in PT uh, sort of line of work because they were great at IT. We've all had to, like the rest of the world, we've all had to get a lot better, a lot quicker on doing things more remotely. So actually, yeah, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, the challenges that lockdown brought meant an opportunity, as far as I was concerned, to take that business more online and and, and now now dealing with clients in in all sorts of locations around the world. So it's helping helping people get getting to the right shape both mentally physically and from a nutrition point of view to tackle some of these big crazy challenges that people like to throw themselves into excellent and if um, if anybody wanted to get in get in touch with you um how how would they do that have you got a website instagram yeah so i'll i'll quickly i'll quickly turn around and show you the oh the branded shirt oh, probably can't probably <laughs> Probably can't read that very well. So the website is just uh, www.astute.fitness. Uh, no .com or .co.uk on the end, which people mm -hmm. so often think they need to find. It's just astute.fitness. Uh, and on Instagram, my my personal page, you'll see all the links going off there. That my personal page is at road underscore two underscore iron underscore man. Bit of a mouthful, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure you'll send a link out to, to everybody listening. Absolutely. Uh, and from there, you can see the link to the website and, 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 and actually I've run a separate uh, Instagram page for the Astute business, but uh, that's the easiest place to sort of to find me. Uh, and yeah, any, anybody who wants to do anything from couch to 5K up to an Ironman or, or similar or ultra marathons uh, or anybody simply just looking to sort of get in shape and take both physical and mental sort of... Uh, fitness and wellness going forward it's it has been a really tough year for everybody right and, and i think getting your body in a better condition is a great way to help deal with some of the mental challenges that we've all had to go through as well absolutely absolutely well matt i think it's been an absolute pleasure um speaking with you today um really learned a lot about how um we're approaching not just physical fitness during uh, during this pretty crazy 2020, but um, also how we can use that to to help our, our sort of mentally prepare ourselves better as well. So um, I think that what you're doing is um, 
is really great and it's going to be a fantastic help to um to a lot of people and absolutely we will um we'll sort of tweet out and post links to uh to the website and the um the instagram address so thank you very much matt um and congratulations and all the best again for the weekend hope the wedding goes yes. smoothly and thank you very much hope to speak again soon super brilliant cheers gareth thanks very much for having us uh, and yeah anyone has any questions just uh, fire them through via the via the links on the channels that gareth will put out perfect thanks matt cheers cheers